RadioInfluence.com. You go to the doctor to take care of your body. Do you know there is more to your well-being than your physical body? How do you keep your soul and spirit healthy and hearty? Do you know that your overall health is finding the balance between your spirit, mind, and body? Spirit, Soul, and Doctor by Dr. Ben Israel brings life to all your compartments and makes you find the balance between the multidimensional components that you are made of. Your aura, your desire, your emotions, and your physical body comes to power and enlightenment in Spirit, Soul, and Doctor Show. Take care of yourself, increase your vibration, invigorate your body naturally, find your balance, be your best at all times. Now, Spirit, Soul, and Doctor by Dr. Ben Israel. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Spirit, Soul, and Doctor. This is where you become completely who you are by the inspiration and the knowledge that is being dished out on this particular show. Welcome again. Uh, this is going to be a, a very, very good one. It's going to be a very deep episode we are going to be sharing a lot of synonyms a lot of uh, typologies and a lot of wisdom and insight into wellness spirit soul and body uh, with me again here today is dr mcgain uh welcome to the show thank you my good partner and friend um he's you'll become a regular now really i really appreciate you showing up all the time to you know be a blessing to our listeners and i really really appreciate uh your time and your effort thank you and today we are going to be sharing of course uh dr mcgain is an ergonomic expert is going to be sharing with us uh some great ergonomic wisdom probably give us some exercise on what uh that will definitely benefit our body and today we're also going to be looking at certain things that will help us overcome situations and circumstances because you see when we talk about emotion thought and anatomy all of these three things are united. They, they, they relate to each other. You know, it is first and foremost, it's a domino effect. Mm -hmm. no, you know, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he's he. You know, so first it's the thought process, you know, that takes place. And the thoughts transmute when the thought cannot be controlled. That is when thought becomes emotion, you know, and uh, when thought translates or transforms into emotion, that is when the action, the symptom of depression, unhappiness, complain, or I'm irritated, or I'm annoyed, or I'm mad, or I'm this, that is when all of those symptoms, you know, all of those actions comes into play. And those are just a result of one thought that you allow to perpetuate, uh, that we allow to perpetuate in our mind, and we allow that thought to permeate, not only just perpetuate, but we also allow it to permeate you know, our mind. And because that thought becomes the dominant 
uh, the dominant present, then it transfer into what uh, an emotion becomes, right? Emotion, you cannot touch an emotion, but you can sense it. You can feel it. That's what, how vibration is, right? You, you feel, I feel a vibration. I feel, I feel a vibration. <laughs> you know, so that's, that's, that's the emotional aspect. And of course, as a result of that, that is when we drop deep into, you know, you know, I was sharing with someone, one of the, one of the sessions that I have today with someone is about regrets. I was trying to deal with someone dealing with regrets, you know, oh, I've made so many mistakes in my life. No, it's not about mistakes. <laughs> you know, it's not even about the mistakes, right? Because many times when you describe mistakes, um, it's either something that you define or something that has been defined to you or something that has been given to you, right? And, and if you already define it as your mistake, then you already created a situation and a circumstance for yourself or circumstances for yourself to dip deeper into the way that you don't want to travel. You know, and, and and that is very, very important. And so that's why today we are going to be looking at, we're going to be sharing how to go through adversity without adverse effect. Going through adversity because uh, the son of man is full of, it's full of so many days and full of so many trouble. The Bible says in, in, the, book, <laughs> in the book of Jobs, you know, so, so the, how do you go through adversity without having adverse effect? You're asking me now? Uh, <laughs> no, no, uh, you have you have a lot of time. Uh, you will okay. have a lot of time to share, uh, Doctor right. McGain. Okay. But you know, I, I and I, what I want to share it's definitely the book of Daniel. Again, you know, we talk about Daniel in the last episode, and I think the book of Daniel really gives us an insight into if you understand the book of Daniel, the big, especially chapter one, chapter two, and chapter three. I think you will understand everything about the evolvement of life, how life evolves and how life comes at you and how to overcome the things that comes at you in life and how to come on top of those situations and how not just to be healed, but to be whole. You see, because so many times we seek healing. How can I be healed? But it is, it is possible because if many, many, many times it's possible for us to all our life seeking to be healed. And never getting whole. <laughs> because there will always be one thing to be healed from. Right. As long as we live in this body, right? We live in this physical body. There is going to be one, PTSDs are non-stops, right? <laughs> Traumas are never going to be. If it's not coming from you, it's going to come from someone, someone close to you, right? Someone near you, someone in your family, someone... So how can you be whole without being healed? You know, and, and many times we say, oh, I have to be healed of this. Oh, I have to be healed of that. So, that, so the last 10 years, you've been trying to be healed. The last 15 years, <laughs> you've been trying to be healed. The last 20 years, you've been trying to be healed. How can you live a whole life without being healed? How can you go through adversity without necessarily having the adverse effect of that adversity. 
you know and i think that is where uh living in a higher dimension in the fourth dimension comes into place right in the in the uh where the life of god you know we, we talk about the life became the, the world become flesh and dwell among us and that lord is the life of all men is the light of all men you know so the, the book of daniel really shines that light on you know if you look at daniel this is this a young guy daniel meshach uh sadrach meshach and abednego thrown into the fire and i was reading the book of Daniel, and i was really i gained a lot of insight from that book and one of the things that i gained insight is that these guys were picked from judah by the king of babylon when babylon besieged judah that is how they were picked up and taken into babylon not only were they picked nebuchadnezzar they, they, they were ordered there was an order that they should few of the judeans of 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 the of of the people that were picked out of judah should be of an excellent spirit not just anybody but the preeminent the cream of the crop to say the least <laughs> you know were picked out so daniel shadrach Meshach and Abednego were the cream of the crop. They were the, you know, the, 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 the word excellent spirit that was the command given to them to pick out of the children of Israel at that time. They said once with excellent spirit, if you read uh, Daniel chapter one. And the word excellent spirit in Aramaic means yati, Y-A-T-E-E. And in Greek, it means krete. And that word means to pre to uh, that the literal meaning of that word means preeminent to preempt to exceed, you know, and, and, and so I I find out that even in Babylon, <laughs> <laughs> the excellency of who you are, that which is preeminent about you, is never damaged. Is still in existence. These guys were preeminent. The things that was preeminent about them as an Israelite or as a Judaizer was still preeminent while they were taken to Babylon. Nothing about them. That nature has not changed. And I think the, con the consciousness of that nature in Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and Daniel was what made them when the king said, feed them with fat food, feed them with all kinds of food, let them eat. Daniel and Shadrach and Meshach said, no, we're not going to eat out of this garbage. We're going to we're going to just feed on vegetables. We're going to feed on a separate diet different from how you feed. And watch us in 10 days and see how we come out compare you to us. So that is a lesson that no, when you go through situations of life, don't lose sight of what is unique about you. That even in the midst of the fire, there is something preeminent about you. There is something exceeding about the situation that you're going through. Because remember the nature of God the 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 mind of god that was given to you from the beginning 
is never wiped away no matter what you go through. And the consciousness of that is what keeps you whole. <laughs> it's what keeps you intact. The consciousness of that is what makes you not get damaged. Yes, hit. Yes, thrown on the wall. <laughs> yes, punch in the gut. <laughs> and yet, still whole. I'm not saying healed now. I'm not using the word healed, but whole. You can't be whole without being healed because you understand that there is an excellent spirit. There's an excellent part of you that has not been beaten up. Mm-hmm. So, Dr. McGain, your understanding of that excellent spirit in the midst of struggle. It bring. In the midst of, first off, whatever abilities and whatever's excellent about you is always there. It should be capitalized on, but, and uh, brings up a lot of things for me. The um, It's like one thing is, I, I don't know, I'm, <laughs> I don't know what to say on this because I'm really learning right now. <laughs> here's the reason why. Um, I gave up on the Old Testament. You're an, ex, you know, you're an expert in it, and I gave up and just went with the New Testament because so many interpretations. And, and I went to 39 churches in Pinellas County to find people that followed what Jesus or Yeshua said and what He taught, and they weren't doing it 40 years ago. They were, it's just like everywhere I went. So I, and a lot of people were fear-based teaching. So I kind of gave up on people that got into the Old Testament. And I do see some phenomenal things there, but I don't know it like you know it. So, But it does bring certain things up for me that um, my wife herself says you are whole and you are perfect as you are right now. Uh-huh. Not You don't have to get healed. All these things happen to our physical body. Yep. To me, I laugh at them. When, when my muscle goes pop, Mm-hmm. And I become a limper for the rest of my life, yeah. <laughs> which is true. Yeah. It happened already. It's like, whoa, another piece went flying. <laughs> <You> know, it's <laughs> like all these things are going to happen. And like you said one time, you're going to be 200. If you live to be that time, you're going to be healing. Yep. You're always healing. Yep. And every night you sleep, you're healing. Every time you share love, you're healing. Yep. And the most important thing is that. So who you really are is love and, and uh then how, when I, one of the things I do is I always look for the good in anything that appears to be wrong um, or goes bad. There's always something good. There's always a, a friend of mine said the seed of an equivalent good. And I said, no, let's take that seed and grow an oak tree out of it. So one time I got a shyster, sold me a bad wash machine and brought up my anger and, and all my <laughs> judgment. And, there you go. and that helped me process over, took a long time, about six months to process having empathy for that man and what was damaged in him in childhood or genetics or what he went through that made him that way that he didn't care about anybody and that he sold bad machines to people (laughs) without thinking about it. So I could call him brother and I could appreciate him and I could have empathy for him. So that was a blessing to me that that happened. Also, it brought about um, a good where my wife and I agree on everything before we do anything now. Because it was a, I 
thought she was going to buy the machine that I showed her, a brand new one with five-year warranty, but she went to wonderfully save money for us and bought this deal, you know, that he put out as good and it was no good. <laughs> but but now we got thousands of dollars of um, of counseling to come to agreement on everything. So we're much closer as a couple. And without that happening, we wouldn't be. So I'm always, that's one of the things it brings up for me is finding that good in anything that happens. Absolutely. Also, what happens to my flesh I'm eternal. <laughs> yeah. What do I care? Uh, and you see, that is where the light comes. And, and you have to understand that it's a journey. And it's an unending journey. And when you see that preeminent, that excellency in the midst of destitution and their relation, that is when the light comes. Abraham was at the point of offering Isaac as a sacrifice before he saw the ram. <laughs> so many times you reach that tipping point. It's your ability to be stable and be whole, <laughs> right? In the midst of that excruciating experience that brings about that turning point, that paradigm, just like the children of Israel. The second thing that was done to them uh, that you notice is that they came into Babylon but the king and the kingmakers in Babylon gave them a new name. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was not their name when they were in Judah. They were given a new name. They were renamed. And many times the reason why we, we dissolve in situation is not even so much about what we are going through is the name that people name our situation. And we start believing, <laughs> we start believing what people call us, how people, the society classify us, how we've been profiled, and immediately that sink into our subconscious. Then we have deep, we, we've, we've allowed ourselves to deep, dive into that deep sea that we can't come out of. So despite the fact that this train of Israel, uh, this these strangers in a strange land were given a new name. They did not allow that name, the renaming that was given to them to change their nature or change their mindset or change knowing who they are, that they are nothing but a stranger in the land of Babylon. <laughs> Isn't it amazing how we allow situation to change us? We, we, we change, we like chameleon, we just change with situation. <laughs> yeah, I think, well, there's two levels that brings up for me. One is, is in the moment, everybody, the majority of all people um, want to be accepted by the group, yeah. by the group energy. So they go ahead and say things that aren't really their belief systems, there aren't really their nature, to get along with that group, and they'll keep quiet about the other but if you stick with that long enough, that becomes you. Yep. You know, and, and you forget about uh, who you originally were while you're merging with the group. Um, I don't think that's too good, but that's what the majority of us all do. Absolutely. And I've done plenty of it. Absolutely. Um, the other thing is, is when you come in as a son and daughter of God and you get, you're born into a body, you do the same thing. It's like, first off, 
you are love. You are made in the image of God. You're a creator, just like God, and you have all this ability and all this power, and, and you're just so beautiful and pure when you come in. And then if you're brought up by people that are, what would I say, like um, great loving parents, well, that affects you one way. Uh-huh. And if they teach you, like my father's just like take care, help everybody, help everybody. Uh-huh. Wonderful guy taught me to do that. And then I go to South Georgia and I find people that are wonderful people. And then they say, after church, would you like to come to our, um, what is that, Ku Klux Klan meeting? And I'm going, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> You're like, what What was everybody taught here, you know, from childhood early on? Wow. And they don't know any of it. Or what somebody that taught. Is, that, is, that is the psyche cop, right? Yeah, we're all born with a, some sort of a psyche cap, and that's 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 how our tradition and our culture and where we come from shape us. Right, the, <laughs> you know the language you speak, the the whether you came from the ghetto, whether you yeah, came, uh, just it's just totally actually kind of weird to me how different it is for everybody. Everybody's in a different reality, and the way I look at people is they're actually experiencing life here on Earth mm-hmm. as different as they look. Yep. Yep. And, but to find that the, who you really are, the power within you and stick with it. And then what I've been doing with that myself is I have a friend that wants to, and I think we should fix everything that doesn't work for you and whatever belief system you have or viewpoint you have that does not serve you or the rest of the world. Okay, let it go. Get rid of it. That's the name. That's the name given to you. That's not your real name. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a strange. It's a strange. Whether you're in a situation or circumstances, uh, situation wise, talking about adversity, it's a name given to you, right? Uh, uh, you've been named this and that. It's a name given to you. That's not your real name. You always have to trace yourself back to what your real name is. For you to be able to act right in the midst of calamity, for you to be able to see the opportunity in the midst of the calamity, you have to understand what your real name is. <laughs> who really, who am I? Who am I? Who, who am I really? I am. No, I am. <laughs> no, it's not about what my mom calls me, what my dad calls me, what my sisters calls me, what my boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, not even what my husband or wife calls me because sometimes your husband or your wife is not calling you the right name that you truly are. <laughs> they're usually, they project a lot from their own reality and they don't, you, you go, are you really talking to me? Where, where'd you get that viewpoint from? Exactly. I'm not like that at all, but... Oh, I understand. You have never had somebody work with you before. So you've never done teamwork. So you're all independent. So you view me as you view other men because they abuse you. Oh, well, that's not me. (laughs) And you know when people project to you against like that, and many times they start seeing exactly what they want to see in you. And and, and that's self-fulfilled prophecy. Oh, yeah. I already believe that Dr. McCain is like this and he acts like this and this is what he's going to do. Self-fulfilled prophecy. I already have that in mind about you. And all I will see about you is that, which I already have in mind. I'm fulfilling my own prophecy now, right? You become your own prophet and you start living your own prophecy. (laughs) Well, that that was just like that. I think two sessions back, I mentioned a girl that had been, always had men over-attracted to her and always had gotten into trouble with every job she had, every man who was the boss. 
got overattracted to her and it messed up her work relationship and all kinds of bad things happened between the wife and her and it wasn't her fault. But when I came along and I was over helpful, which is my nature, <laughs> it's mm -hmm. like she thought I was just like every, that was her projection. He's going to get me. He's yeah. going to cause trouble. There's going to be yeah. problems with his wife. You know, he's interested in more than just helping me. Yep. Right. So that was hers. And the nice thing I could do there, if I couldn't explain it to her, is to just get out of her life and let her slowly yep. travel that path she's traveling. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so you have to really know what your real name is, not what your name. And of course, then next is be yourself. They were given the meat, right? Mm -hmm. They were given the meat in Babylon. They were fed the good food. You know, the, the, the steaks and the, <laughs> the, 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 the very, very good Babylonian food. But they said, no, we're going to refuse that, right? right? You know, be yourself. Like, be who you are. Be who you are. At first, you have to not accept that name. Live by the name that you're given before you can be who you are. And that's what will lead you to step three. And step four is, ask your divine. You know, and they were able to tell the Babylonians, said, listen, we are going to eat just vegetables. Check us out in 10 days and see how we look like. <laughs> Check us out after a few days and see uh, and see how we look like. They access the divine. They realize that there is something beyond just the physical, that which is put into the mouth, that which can be seen, that which can be tasted, that which can be felt. And for you to be whole in the midst of your adversity, you have to learn to access your divine again, subscribing to your divine side. What does the divine means to you? To me, uh, I have images. That, you know, it's like there were images given to me when I was a child of God, some big guy sitting on a throne with a beard. But I think the one about, for me, when you think about that God loves the good and the bad or the evil, those who live backwards <laughs> forever and ever equally. So the sun would be my representative, that that light comes to this planet and it gives all life on this planet, all energy. And you can think of every dollar and every dime that's ever been came out of that because it all came from wood or oil or this or that or the other or the energy of a human being, given food that was given by the light of the sun. Mm -hmm. So that's the radiance that's constantly coming. So for me, that divine, and I have other things like I'm thinking, what is what is God? All there is. Mm -hmm. you know? So it's like maybe the spirit of God is like the quantum field, and, and it's just constantly. Absolutely. I've been created just like the sun. I'm eternal. I'm radiant. Absolutely. I have energy. Absolutely. You know? and, and so... That's, I'm divine and, and I'm practicing, learning how to be a better creator. I like that word, I'm divine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely gonna nag on that. I am divine. <laughs> you know, you have to understand that. The, the true me. If you're going through adversity, I'm divine. This is not gonna bring me that like, yes, there's a case study of how many people have had this situation, have gone through this, right? And this is how what the outcome is. If you understand that you are divine, your situation can be different. <laughs> the, I have to say, and that is why that name you can accept the name given to you because you are divine. <laughs> if, if you hold with that, and, and you hold with the other thing is that adversity. If if you didn't have any adversity, if you never had anything to go over, accomplish, or get over, you would have no strength, no power, 
your power would not show to you. Yeah. You'd be weak and namby pamby and and afraid of things, etc. But through so-called adversity, you grow stronger and stronger and stronger. And so as long as you use it to find the good, get the strength and grow, take that attitude, know you're divine, you got it made. If you're in the blame game, the opposite, where you say, they did it to me, he did it to me, they did it, that projection comes back and back to you, and you don't stand a chance. I have, I have, a, I have a niece right now that's just in big trouble. You know, she's lost everything and even lost her balance mentally and emotionally. It's gone. And her major thing is the blame game. Absolutely. And you know, and, and that was, if you going back to the story of Daniel, you know, when they refused to bow to the idol that was erected by the king and they were thrown into the fire, that was the fourth man with them in the fire. That is the divine nature. <laughs> so these guys understood that they are divine. Not only do they understand that they are divine, they live in that presence, in that consciousness. And that is why fire, literally, you throw something into the fire, it's supposed to be burnt. They weren't burnt. They were not even touched. The Bible even says, the book of Daniel says, the flame of that fire slew the men that took them that threw them into the fire, just the flame of it, not the effect of that fire. And, and, and that's to tell you that there is something divine in this world and that your situation doesn't have to end like everybody else's. <laughs> and it doesn't matter how you start, where you are, where you've been, what your background is, what your situation is. It doesn't matter what your history is. <laughs> it's because so many times, we, oh, you don't know where I'm coming. You don't know my history. No, it doesn't matter what your history is. Your history doesn't have to end, does not determine how your story is going to end, right? But you look at so many people who have the same history as you, walk the same step as you, been through the same situation as you, your story doesn't have to end like those, like them, because these guys were thrown into the fire, but they weren't born. Why? Because that was the fourth man, the divine nature that they understood, they had, even in Babylon, became a reality in the midst of the adversity. <laughs> you, you know, yeah, I finally made the breakthrough. I, I, like I said, you were teaching me this time for sure. You know, dude, and it's like, finally I got it. It's like, I, if I take the viewpoint and I know I am divine and everything that comes to me is for my good, for That's my right. growth. That's right. For my development that's as right. a creator that's right you know to learn how to deal with all these things and how to get the good out of it and how to get stronger and how to get better and, and as long as i'm not taking a negative attitude about it i'm going to get the good absolutely and absolutely as long as i know i'm divine it can't touch me it's just for what i whatever i want to do with it you become untouchable the ingenuity that created this world the ingenuity that created this world erupts on your inside you become covered under an envelope under envelope under a glory that is glowing and that cannot be touched damaged pushed aside or thrown in pieces it was that glory that covered paul 
He was bitten by the serpent, bitten by the snake, and people were looking at him. They were expecting him to fall down and die. But he shook the snake into the fire. So what could not, what should naturally, your doctor's just, you've been given, oh, you have high cholesterol, you have this high sugar. Oh, we give you five years, and here you are, 20, 25, 30 years after, because you know what? You walk in the divine consciousness. You know that the fourth man is with you. <laughs> that you can't be whole without being healed. You can't be a whole human being. You can be a hundred percent while going through a zero percent situation. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? You are, I'm a hundred percent. While my situation is just physically showing a zero percent, but I'm a hundred percent in the midst of this zero percent situation. You know, being whole, going through adversity without the adverse effect. You know, the adverse effect is what we don't have when you take a medication. You don't want the adverse effects of medication, right? You want, you want the good thing that the medication provides, the negative effect out of it. So many times what we need is not healing. It's being whole despite of. Say that again, please. I said many times what we need is not healing. It's being whole despite of. In who? In despite of. In spite of whatever it is that we're going through. And, and, and I say that very carefully because many times we rest into fate. F-A-T-E. We say, oh, wait, 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 maybe this is my fate. Yeah. Maybe just this is how God. No, 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 no. When we go into fate and fate are like this. They don't mix together. When you rely, when you rest in faith, then you are not working in faith. And when you work in faith, F A F A I T H, then you cannot rely on faith. Faith, F A T E. F A T E. Okay, got it. F A T E and F A I T H does not mix together. Right. <laughs> so whenever we fall back into F A T E, we are not. We are outside F A I T H. <laughs> Ah, uh, you're not at cause anymore, faith. Uh, yeah. Okay. So when we rest into faith, then we've given up on faith. Right. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and then they call of, they call of, you know what? Maybe it's our fate to just bow to this idol. Let's bow like everybody else. Let's just bow our head. Uh, uh, let's just, uh, <laughs> let's uh, just worship uh. like everybody else. No, they refuse to give in to the faith that they found themselves. They're in Babylon. They're not in their own land. They're in a strange land. Do you know that whatever it is you're going through today, maybe you're listening to this broadcast, you're listening to this show, and I feel like somebody needs to hear this, that no, more, no matter what you're going through right now, Relationship-wise, health-wise, situation-wise, at work, in family, it doesn't matter what it is. It is not your faith. <laughs> it is not your faith. That is not your resting place. There is more to who you are, and you are divine, and it is not your resting place, and you are going to come out of that situation. When you realize that there is a divine nature to you. And then, one thing that the children of Israel did again, which we exposed last week, was they choose their dance. 
<laughs> they dance the way they want to dance. They, they choose their dance. At the sound of the whistle, at the sound of everything that is blowing, bow to the idol. So many times, your dance doesn't, doesn't meet with the lyrics. That's okay too. <laughs> you know, bringing out your uniqueness, right? Bringing out what makes you different, what makes you excellent. Again, excellent means yati, which means to be preeminent. What is preeminent about you? Every single one of us, black, white, yellow, green, no matter what your color is, Asian, African, American, whatever continent you are, Middle East, it doesn't matter. There is a nature of God in you. There is a uniqueness to you. It doesn't matter where you come from, what your psychic cap is. You can transform for whatever it is that the psychic cap that has been given to you by your culture, by where you are born, by your community, by whatever it is. You can come out of that and choose a different dance. You can choose to dance differently and it's okay to be different. It's okay to be unique. It's okay not to dance according to the bells and the whistles and to bow to the idol. It's okay. And you have to know that it's okay because why? You are divine and you refuse to re answer that name and you are in a strange land. That is not your land. Whatever you're going through right now is not your land. That's not who you are. You are in Babylon and you are not a Babylonian. <laughs> that is not who you are. You are not a Babylonian as much as your experience now is now in Babylon. Observe the presence. Know your divine nature and you will come out with the fourth man with you. And you know what the fourth man does? The fourth man keeps you not being born. What well, born everybody else? <laughs> what affected everybody else? Your situation will be different. You you come out unique. You come out on top. That is how you come out to be whole. Not to you 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 come out to be whole in the midst of the adversity. The adverse effect of the adversity does not get to you. So you you pretty much have you ever heard about a medication or if. <laughs> <laughs> if a pharmaceutical that does not have a side effect, there is the problem none. <laughs> uh, I haven't heard one yet. Yeah, but when you have a divine nature and you recognize your divine nature, you are ingesting something, a pharmaceutical, without the adverse effect. <laughs> ah, true, true. You know, without the adverse effect. And so that is it. That is definitely... Uh, a lesson is an insight. And that's why I say, if you study the book of Daniel, chapter one to chapter three, I, I encourage every one of us to, to uh, uh, if you can go to read chapter one to chapter three, I encourage you to read it. There is a lot of wisdom, just a lot of inspiration on how you can be whole without necessarily being healed. Instead of pursuing healing for the next 15, 20 years and complain on because I was not healed of that. I wasn't healed of my divorce. Uh, I was in the heel of my heartbreak. Oh, my heart got broken <laughs> 20 years ago. No, 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 no. I was talking, I was talking to a gentleman one time and I was, we were just in the, in the midst of the situation. So, you know what? You know, you know what? what? You know what happened? You know why I acted this way? I said, why? He said, because my wife left me 20 years ago. Ah. <laughs> I'm like, 20 years heartbreak makes you like this. And there are many people walking on life like that. You know, broken by one single PTSD, one single trauma. You know, and it is possible not to be 
to be thrown against the wall, not to be broken by the situation because you understand all of these things that we just discussed today and you walk in the consciousness of it and a trauma, a divorce, a separation, a heartbreak, a loss of whatever it is that you lost, a health issue cannot push you in that position where the adverse effect of adversity becomes visible or becomes known as a physical symptom. <laughs> uh, oh my 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 my! All right, this uh, this is this is some uh, some 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 great ins- uh, inspiration. And you know, when I was learning this, I came out with an acronym for Babylon. Do you know what acronym I came up for Babylon? You know the spelling of Babylon. Babylon means B A B Y L O N. That is Babylon. Now let me tell you what I came out with for Babylon. So if you understand that your situation is synonymous to Babylon and you don't belong to Babylon, whenever this situation comes at you, remember this acronym and I'm going to mention them to you right here. (laughs) B stands for biased. A stands for aspiration. The B, another B stands for by, B-Y. And then the L stands for long term. And the O stand for off, and the N stand for neighbors. So let me read that for you. Biased aspiration by your long term of neighbors. Biased aspiration. What's that first word? Bias. Biased. Biased. B. How do you spell B i a s e. Yeah. Bias. B i a s. Bias aspiration by your long term isn't it amazing that it's so many times people long term people who think they know you they're the ones who throw judgment at you and already profile you they think they know who you are they are your long-term neighbor they're your long-term neighbor they know you very well many most criticism so many times comes from our own family members it comes from our brothers and our sisters and our wives and our wives and our husbands and our people who know us they think oh i know him very well oh, i know him oh i know her very well they think they know you they have a biased aspiration about you <laughs> so they are babylon so whenever i have a biased aspiration about you a biased opinion about you by a long-time neighbor it's an off opinion it's an off aspiration bias aspiration by long term off uh bias aspiration let me read that again uh, <laughs> let me let me not let me not say it in the wrong way okay bias aspiration by your long term off neighbors they off they're your long term neighbor they love you but this time they are off the fact that people know you very well or they've known you for 20 years and 30 years doesn't mean they really know who you are they don't know how you're going to react when you go through adversity. They may have preempted within their mind, preconceived within their mind how they want you to react, right? right. But yeah, they can be off. They are Babylon, right? When, when, when that opinion, that name, that music, that lyrics that is being played does not align with the love of God, the divine nature that you are, the person that you truly, you know that you truly, truly are, that's a Babylon. It's a Babylon idea. So so next time somebody uh, says something wrong about you, so expect something bad about you, just tell them, oh, that's a Babylon. <laughs> it's a biased aspiration by my long time off neighbors. <laughs> the, short, the short one that comes up for me is Babylon 
became all the different languages, and I just say babble. So all the projections and all the viewpoints that other people place upon me or, you know, yeah. us, it's just babble. It's a Babylon. We're in Babylon, and Babylon. they're just babbling yeah. at us. <laughs> when, when, when somebody say you're going to divorce in your next marriage, tell them, oh, that's a Babylon. When somebody say you're never going to have a relationship, tell them, that's a Babylon. When somebody say you're going to stay broke all your life, tell them, that's a Babylon. When somebody say you can achieve your dream, and they do not believe in you, and they do not think you can become everything that you know that you've been created to be, and they doubt your potential, they doubt your talent, tell them, that is Babylon. <laughs> that's a Babylon. That's a bias aspiration by my long time off neighbors. I love you never, but you're off this time. <laughs> I love it. You know, I love it. You know, when that when that inspiration came, I said, okay, okay, that's a Babylon. That's a Babylon. Oh, I, 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 I'm not saying go go to your office tomorrow and say to your boss, you're a Babylon. No, 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 no. You're gonna get fired. <laughs> Be wise, but you, you don't have to say it to their face sometimes. Say, okay, just shake your head and say, okay, that's a Babylon. <laughs> just say it to yourself. <laughs> That's a Babylon. Uh, 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 when, when, when your wife or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your husband says something wrong about you and you know that is not who you are, say, okay, just say it in your mind. Don't cause a fight, but just say, okay, wait, that's a Babylon. <laughs> That's a Babylon. Uh, and I know many times it's that mental ability that puts you in a place that reminds us of who we truly are and really, really um, and, and, and that just helps us not have those adverse effect, right, as a result of our adversity. Because many people can take advantage of what you're going through to oppress you. People can take advantage of what you're going through to, to deter you, to make you feel bad, to make you feel unworthy. And before you know it, when you listen to them long enough, you start believing them. And guess what? When you start believing them, you start acting according to exactly how they want you to act. Hmm. <laughs> you know, it's not only just a self-fulfilling prophecy for them, but it's also a projected prophecy for you when you start living the dream that they want you to live. If you accept it. Yeah. Absolutely. So you have to reject it and say, yeah. I am divine. Your words are Babylon. Absolutely. Babel. Yeah, that's Babel. Babylon. <laughs> Babel. That's a Bible. Hey, I like Babel. that one too. Bible. Bible. Babel, Babel. It's really a Bible Bible. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So yeah. Okay. So Dr. McGain, tell us uh, what's the ergonomic wisdom today? On uh, in relationship to this. Um I'm now, I've recently learned something new from, and I'm not sure what it is yet. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm just beginning. And this is from one of my friends who um, speaks Farsi. She's Iranian. And I said, you know, this bowing your head when you pray mm -hmm. is a subjugation. It was started with, this is just a viewpoint. Mm -hmm. Okay, not that I'm right. Right. But I thought it was <laughs> at the time <laughs> I said it. So I said, the Catholic Church, much like, you know, in the old days, mm -hmm. you know, at the beginning and through the kings and queens, and they they were in, like, if you watch this thing on called Rain that's on uh, on TV, and mm -hmm. the kings and queens were underneath the Catholic Church. That's why they, you know, a lot of people became Protestants, right? To, yeah. They couldn't take it anymore. Yeah. But you had to bow your head to the kings and queens. You had to do the same thing to the church. When you bow your head, you're in my opinion, mm -hmm. energetically in subjugation. So I mm -hmm. will take, and you have, you can't look within. You cannot find the Holy Spirit or the whole Spirit or your own guidance mm -hmm. from within while your head's bowed. So we can try that now. Yeah. So 
this is something that won't be the same for everybody, but I haven't had anybody mm-hmm. in 50 years not mention that there was a big change on this. So let's try it out. So take anything that you wanted to do in life, anything you wanted to create, or any problem you have that comes up for you. Yeah. Bow your head slightly. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Okay. And feel, sense how that's going. How's that thinking going? Is that Not too good. <laughs> is, is my head bomb. <laughs> so is it quick? Is it easy? Do you have solutions? Mm-hmm. Are your solutions any better or faster than ever before? Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're going to let go of the subjugation bowing. Mm-hmm. Now there is a difference. I'll tell you later about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's remember the part that says, I, I look up into the hills from whence I will comes lift my up help. my head onto the hill from whence cometh my help, my help coming from the Lord who created heaven and earth. Okay, so let's look at without <laughs> now. Be very careful not to hurt your neck, yeah, or anything, and very gently, lovingly look up at the ceiling mm-hmm. and bring your shoulders, you know, back a little bit, softly mm-hmm. and gently, lovingly look up at the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Breathe into the front of your chest. We're opening up. Mm-hmm. What became short and out of balance, the front, while you're doing that. Now, as you're looking up, bring your head back, f- forward until mm-hmm. you feel the least effort, mm-hmm. balance, to, to your body. Mm-hmm. Okay? And if your shoulders are curved forward, then you need to you know, lean your body back so that you have right. a place to put your neck on your shoulders for this. So we'll look up again, breathe into your chest and neck, relax, head mm-hmm. forward, find balance, go back and forth like a, like a metronome does till you find the least effort. And now take a breath and start thinking about the same thing you want to create or the same problem you're trying to resolve. Yeah. And see what kind of things you come up with now. Is it easier? It's definitely easier to think, easier to, you know, think, Easier to renumerate, right? Solutions, solutions yeah, come easier. Easier to renumerate right. for sure, yes. And so so energetically you've lined up your antennas. Absolutely. <laughs> your Absolutely. Bones, everything's lined up so you can receive. And that receives outside the box of the mind and pre knowledge. Mm. So before you would have to go with what other people said. When you're bowed down, mm-hmm. your head's out of alignment. On balance, yeah. you don't have options and choices coming from the God self within or from God or from the universe. You're subjugated to whatever's been learned before yeah. and whoever can influence you, you have to ask others. Mm. So if you're going to get some guidance from the Holy Spirit, from what, you know, then I think that this is so far proven out. Mm-hmm. And whoever, you know, wants to, we can give more lessons later individually. But I, I've never had a report that it wasn't easier to think. Absolutely. Now let's look at it. Now that's energetically and neurologically. We looked at it. Let's look at the blood flow. Now, if you have your head balanced and feel how that goes, when you bow your head, feel how that feels again mm-hmm. physically. I would say that the blood flow to your brain is cut down. Of course. And the balance of your brain Absolutely. is falling forward. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. So it's like when and when you think about the two main arteries going up your neck and your head. The jugular and the carotid, yeah. Oh, 
<laughs> Definitely, when you do this, it, it doesn't help the jugular or the carotid. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't help at all. What What I've noticed in both mm-hmm. natural medicine and in inventions, yeah, that if you copy nature, mm-hmm. you got it made, and if you're going outside of it, you're creating a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, so blood life is in the blood from mm-hmm. the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. And so blood flow is major mm-hmm. for the brain. Yeah. Right? And let's look at nobody it. dies on that unless their brain death. So let's so let's look at a river. And if you had a river and somebody's, you know, it's downstream from a logging camp, mm-hmm. and there's a bunch of logs in there, and the river's going slow, and it turns mm-hmm. a corner, turns a corner, head forward. Yeah, have to make a corner. Yeah. So now you're getting some jam, and it's slowed down. Yeah. So would cholesterol and plaque build up where it's slow, like the log jam? Mm-hmm. Is that logical? Is that nature? So we're just teaching natural ideas, which would apply to blood flow in the body. So if you're in alignment, does that blood flow speed up? When that river speeds up, will it unblock the jam? Yeah. So I think it's better to have the good blood flow, the good river flow Absolutely. to your brain. And... Um, so if we're looking down at cell phones, they have a new new diagnosis for that. I forgot what it's called, but it's like yeah. there, there's a new problem with looking down at cell phones. <laughs> but there's also a major problem put online. There may be more that's turned out well, but six months ago I looked online. Yeah. And they had people looking straight forward. They said their uh, laptop computers, mm-hmm. that your eyes should be level with the top of the screen, mm-hmm. which means to look at the screen, you have to look down. Yep. You're compromised. Your blood flow is blocked. Your yeah. ability to intuit, your ability mm. to create, your invention ability, mm. your solution ability has been shut down. Mm. What are we doing looking down? Mm. Look up. Mm. Whence cometh my help? Comes <laughs> from above. From above. Hallelujah. So line up for it. So so that's... <laughs> I like it. I like it. That's, that's, that's awesome. So thank you so much, Dr. McGain. Again, learn to... You know, you know, I, I do this all the time. Now, in the shower, I take time to lift my head off for a few seconds. Every time I take a shower now, I lift my head off for a few seconds. Just a wonderful feeling with shower, with water running through me. And, and it's just wonderful. I come out rejuvenated every time out of the shower. So it's been a constant practice for me. It's been a lifestyle now for me, really, literally. And it, it's wonderful. Can I give a quick lesson? Absolutely. Go ahead. Five? Okay. Go ahead. We're going to start with ergonomic chairs and computers. Mm-hmm. Move your screens up. <laughs> everybody, everybody I check does better if the center of the screen approximately yeah. is, is eye level straightforward, right? Okay. So if you have to get a little keyboard or a second keyboard, you can get them, you know, pretty cheap. Put the keyboard down, put the laptop up, put it up on some books. If you can afford it, buy yourself a bigger, giant screen. So the, and you don't have to lean forward to mm-hmm. look into it. Mm-hmm. You can see it. You can be up straight, not by muscular effort. Right. We're not talking about any effort here. We're talking about least effort wins. Yeah. We're talking about support, yeah. supporting yourself with that chair. So in that chair, the same thing I'm going to tell you about that ergonomic chair in your office yeah. is the same thing I'm going to teach you now about your car. Yeah. So I had a friend who has great posture yeah. for three years, up energy, and he comes over to, to return something to my house. Mm-hmm. He looked horrible. He, he was like down forward, shoulders forward, mm. head pitched forward, tired looking. 
And I thought, what happened to you? <laughs> oh, well, you know, I've been driving. I said, let's give you a lesson in the car. So here's your lesson. <laughs> when you reach forward to yeah. do the dishes, to reach the steering wheel, yeah. your shoulders go forward. Yeah. It's going to pitch your head forward. It's going to cut down the blood. Yeah. And it's going to shorten the front of you. So if you can, comfortably go as either bring the, the seat as far forward as you safely feel good without cramping up your legs. Now... Bring the steering wheel to you, telescoping or tilt, okay? When you're in traffic, yeah, do the 10 and 2 you've been taught in school, driver's ed, whatever. <laughs> it's yeah. like, that's control. Yeah. But when you're not there, you, you can also use your palms not to grip the steering wheel with your fingers and pull towards you, but you can use your palms to push out and push your shoulders back. You can put your hands down at the bottom when you're cruising. Get, allow your shoulders to come back. Now, that means tilt the back of the chair. So I said to him, and I'm saying to you, if you've had hard work down and forward, you've been working on tile floors, mm -hmm. or you've been washing dishes all day, or you've been whatever you've been doing, or you've been angry, especially emotions, negative emotions. You got a bunch of negative emotions. You know, the sale you made, you drove all the way to Orlando, the sale didn't come. And and how you how are you going to feed your family for the, <laughs> <laughs> your real estate thing didn't come through. So what do you do? You get in the car, you tilt the seat back mm. until you have shoulders to put your neck on. Mm. You'll breathe easier. Then you look up, and then you bring your head to center. Mm. And then you adjust your mirror so that you don't have to look down. Get the mirrors right. Get the, everything, just move everything around till there's no effort. And guess what happens when you are still curved forward, but instead of using old ideas of posturing, instead of using back muscles to try to pull yourself yeah. up straight, that's insane. No, that's 1950 mistakes. Yeah. Don't do posture. Yeah. Even posturing gives up the bad word of using muscles to fight muscles Absolutely. and fascia on the front of the body. Absolutely. They got short. Why would you fight it? Least effort wins. Tilt the back of the seat back until your head's balanced. You drive down the road five minutes, seven minutes, with that head balanced, your emotions, negative emotions will begin to disappear. Absolutely. With the posture of the short in front will begin to disappear. And if you check your body again, it will want you to sit up straighter in five or 10 minutes or six minutes. Absolutely. And on that note, thank you so much, Dr. McKay. On that note, uh, we're going to be sharing our next episode about how to be pain free by using the free method. Ah, <laughs> you know, and I watch out for that on our next episode. Uh, uh, and 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 I think the free method F R E E stands for something that's an acronym. That acronym F R E E stands for different things, and how you can use F R E E to actually be pain free. All right, you know, so watch out, listen to <laughs> for <laughs> next episode coming in. Thank you so much, Dr. Uh, uh, McCain, for uh, coming in today again. This is Dr. Ben Israel Spirit. So and Dr. Show. Reach us info at drbenisrael.com. Questions, concerns, anything you want to discuss, info at drbenisrael.com. Share this uh share this episode with friends and family. If you want to be loved, uh -huh. <laughs> share the love with others. And uh -huh. of course, uh, whether you're listening on Radio Influence or iHeartRadio or Apple Podcast, whatever you get your podcast, or you're listening to this, share it with everyone. 
and give us a five star rating so other people can the algorithm can support the algorithm for other people to be uh, able to have access to this wisdom this is spirit soul and doctor by dr ben israel shalom Thank you.